Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Pacers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can always get a daily dose of great information about your favorite NBA and NFL teams, which now includes the Pacers right here. My name is Tom Lewis from IndieCornrows.com. Thank you for listening to the show today. We are um, wrapping up uh, another preseason win for the Pacers, uh, this time at Bankers Life Fieldhouse, a 115-108 win over the also new-look Chicago Bulls with Rajon Rondo, Dwayne Wade, um, and Robin Lopez, to name a few new faces um, for the Bulls. It was an interesting game from start to finish. Uh, the Pacers took off and were running early and jumped out to a 19-10 to lead and had the fieldhouse buzzing. I mean, really, you were almost trying to catch your breath. They were um, really pushing the pace, and um, everyone was pretty excited. Even though the defense didn't look great, it didn't matter because um, the Pacers were were within six minutes. They're up uh, nineteen to ten, and, and I thought it was interesting. You know, the Twitter sphere was was buzzing. I, I know I was um, trying to keep pace, you know, you can hardly even tweet out what's happening before something is, uh, before the ball's going back up and down the court, but I thought, you know, right one after the other, um, three of our uh, local Pacers um, reporters and, and media members who follow the Pacers really closely all tweeted the same thing, which I was also thinking. Um, first, uh, Greg Doyle, the great Indianapolis star columnist, uh, said, not sure how good the Pacers will be this season, but five minutes into their first home game, I know this, they'll be fun. And then Nate Taylor, the beat writer for the Star for the Pacers, uh, said, it's preseason, I know, but the Pacers are getting good looks against the Bulls on almost every possession. And then uh, Michael Grady, who is, uh, hang on, let me listen to them all, PA announcer for the Pacers. He's also a... Uh, sports anchor for um, WRTV6, and he has a talk show on um, 1070 The Fan, Grady and Big Big Joe show, every morning at 10 a.m. He says, it's just preseason, but my goodness, it looks like this season will be hella entertaining. And I think that was the, uh, the, the general feel throughout the field house, like, the, the, the score seemed to fluctuate. <laughs> um, no lead was safe. Uh, both teams were putting up points uh, at the half. The Bulls were up 67-65. to 65. Uh, And after the game, uh, Nate McMillan mentioned that, um, you know, while they were playing the pace they wanted to in the first half, obviously, the defense was non-existent, and that was not um, 
and he was not happy with that. And they did make some adjustments. Adjustments. He was happy with the way that, you know the starters came out. The third quarter um, was uh, you know obviously a lot um, a lot better um, by a long shot. Uh, so uh, you know the Pacers only gave up. Uh, 16 points in the third quarter, so um, that tightened things up, got a little better, um, but defense is going to be a problem, in particular, uh, the pick and roll defense, um, Al Jefferson played a little bit more, that is not his strong suit, <laughs> let me tell you, so um, hopefully Miles Turner will um, have some uh, pick and roll defensive uh, savant capabilities and be able to uh, shore that up. Uh, but again, it's kind of where the league is going here. Um, everything is is on the move. People are spread out, um, and and defending all of that action, and you know it's just tough. If guys make shots, it, it, it's tough to defend every option. So um, you got to keep up on the offensive end. Tonight, the Pacers did that, um, and um, it was uh, it was a good show. That's for sure at the Fieldhouse. But again, plenty to work on, especially at the defensive end. Um, but you know, the score really doesn't matter. That you know, wins and losses in the preseason um, are, you know, really not meaningful at all. After the first six minutes of a game, you know, the playing rotations alone in preseason uh, make it impossible to compare to a regular season effort. So, you know, you just have to take. The snapshots of what happened, like that first six minutes, fantastic. Um, then you see some of the pick-and-roll defensive breakdowns. Um, tonight, one thing that was an issue was turnovers. Um, in New Orleans, the Pacers only had 11, only gave up six points on those turnovers. Tonight, uh, they turned over 20 times and gave up 22 points on those turnovers. So, um, you know, the old turnovers for touchdowns. Um, that Frank Vogel had talked about was um, was a problem tonight. As far as individuals, um, Thaddeus Young has looked really good. Um, Nate McMillan continues to refer to him as a stretch four. I think most people think stretch four, and you're thinking a three-point shooter. But um, and that's not what Thad Young does. But he he is active. Um, he can get the ball and, and take it up the court. Um, he does a lot of things um, that make him difficult to guard. And I think, um, you know, I'm looking to kind of explore that that definition of what Nate McMillan considers a stretch for because it seems like, you know, being a threat and being active and making the defense account for you um, is where his definition lies. And tonight he had... 16 points and 8 rebounds and, and um, very active, made 8 of 12 shots. So real efficient, uh, plus 20 on the night. All good from, from Thad Young. Jeff Teague, you know, missed some open shots, but he, he gets a lot of good shots. And um, he's been, been attacking and pushing the pace. Um, had 10 points, 6 assists, 6 rebounds um, in about 25 minutes. So um, he had a Pretty solid night. His his defense on that pick and roll was was uh, suspect, especially in the first half. And also, you know, five turnovers um, is not going to get it done. But um, he he's been really a focal part, point 
um, of the offense. He's bringing it up, and tonight he ended up having a lot more shots. So um, Al Jefferson, of course, as I mentioned, um, his defense isn't great, but you know he, he fills up the, the stat sheet, 15 points, 11 rebounds. Um, so he's going to at least get what he gives up, and, and I guess um, we may have to get used to that. One guy who's just on the attack and really taking this, uh, you know, speed up pace, get the ball and go mentality is Rodney Stuckey. Tonight, um, he was able to get to the line uh, 10 times, finished with 20 points and eight ass or, uh, seven assists, and um, r really was, uh, was great with the ball in the hand at one point. Um, with that reserve unit, he had the ball on, on the on the wing, and this was you know, I'm trying to think at what point the game was, but Dwayne Wade was in there with another starter for the Bulls, but the Pacers basically had a reserve unit in, and uh, um, this is one time when they weren't pushing the ball, they're in the half court, and Rodney starts pointing guys around, and, and Glenn Robinson um, run, runs around to a corner. Uh, three-point spot, and, um, you know, Stuckey's looking around. Dwayne Wade's kind of freelancing on, on defense and leaves, uh, leaves uh, Robinson alone, and, and Stuckey found him in the corner, and then he knocked down the three. So um, he, he showed good patience there um, when he wasn't charging and attacking and slashing to the rim. So um, he's, he's looked real good on the court. So... Um, one thing I wanted to um, include tonight um, was an interview with Nate McMillan prior to the game during his media time. Um, uh, he meets with reporters, you know, prior to the game, and we were touching on, you know, kind of the one one question I had for him was about guys like Glenn Robinson the third. Um, Joe Young, you know, he mentioned on Media Day that he had his playing rotation set, but, you know, I wanted—I was wondering if um, any of these guys were um, emerging as candidates, to, as uh, people battling for minutes in that rotation. Um, and and then um, I also was, was interested in, you know, hearing a lot of the players talk about um, being disciplined and um, a lot of accountability from Nate as a coach. But then also, you know, in that first game, they talked about all the freedom on the court and how they didn't really run plays. And um, so, you know, how, how does he strike that balance of, you know, seemingly having this free-flowing uh, freedom on offense, but also, you know, being demanding and uh, having some discipline. So, um, his, his comments were interesting on that remark. So uh, I had a couple of questions. Greg Doyle also had a question kind of similar um, uh, about the pace and um, his, uh, you know, his goals with keeping the team um, running at a fast pace. So um, here's uh, Nate McMillan's comments prior to the game. You, you mentioned uh, on media day that, you know, you kind of had your lineup set. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, are any battles emerging, um, at least in the reserve unit, for, for minutes? Well, our guys are competing, and, you know, that's the one uh, good thing that has happened in uh, this training camp. You know, even though we've talked about set lineups, uh, guys are competing for minutes because those minutes will be available. You know, if you're not, if you're not productive out there, uh, we do have depth that we feel we can uh, put on the floor. So all of our guys have been competing. Uh, everybody understands where they are. And uh, what needs to, uh, what they need to do, and uh, we've had a good camp uh, so far. Everybody is uh, really coming out and giving 100. percent As you speed these guys up in the 14-second shot clock and things like that, is there is there a line between getting faster and getting more more chances with the ball and, and taking bad shots? Well, it's structure to the you know to the madness, so to speak, and uh, we don't want to just run and gun. Uh, you know, there is structure to what we want to uh, do out there. We want to have our spacing. Uh, if we have an opportunity to attack, uh, we want to attack and uh, create open looks. We don't want to come down and fire up contested looks. So, uh, you know, we need good execution, even uh, with the pace that we're trying to uh, play at. Uh, there are going to be some times where uh, you're in a half-court set and uh, you need to execute set screens, uh, hard cuts. We need uh, continuous movement and sharing the ball. We had 25 assists in that last game. Uh, only 11 turnovers. We want to see something similar to that tonight. Offensive, offensively, you know, we hear players saying, you know, there's more accountability, discipline, um, but also more freedom. And this is the last game, not a lot of set plays called. How do you balance that where, where you're trying to be more efficient um, with all that freedom? Well, I think, you know, some of, uh, you know, playing faster, you have to uh, trust your team and uh, they have to. Uh, learn to work together and uh, you know as I said there's structure to what we want to do we're not just out there running uh, there are sets that they can run into without calls uh, really automatic sets and um, uh, you have to trust that uh, they will commit to playing that style of basketball and what we are trying to teach uh, during camp now there there are times where we will call some sets and uh, we will personalize our offense to uh, get the ball to uh, our guys in positions where they can be productive. So it's not, again, it's not a run and gun uh, you know, style of basketball. Uh, we want ball movement. We want uh, uh, man movement, uh, good screening, good spacing. But when there's an opportunity for you to uh, be aggressive, we want our guys, all of them, to uh, take that, that opportunity. So once again, that was Nate McMillan prior to the game um, against Chicago. Big thanks to Mark Monteith for uh, helping me out with the audio there. I had a uh, issue with my recorder, definitely operator error in preseason form. So I appreciate Mark Monteith for helping me uh, get all the audio we needed there. Um, in fact, uh, there was another... Um, topic that that uh, McMillan hit on about um, I think Mark asked him that in fact if there were any teams in the league that um, he was trying to emulate with the way that way, way they're playing um, and he said really they're trying to figure out their own identity and be you know their own team make up their own identity um, but he did indicate that um, one thing they're trying to do is be um, highly efficient on both the offensive and defensive ends. So um, you're looking at 
teams that are in the top five, both offensively and defensively. Um, looking at the San Antonio Spurs or Golden State Warriors, obviously uh, the head of the class over the past couple of years. So um, while we're talking pace and space and, and offense, uh, McMillan is definitely not giving up on the defensive end. So um, also after the game, and it seems like in every interview, before, after, good or bad, um, he talks about taking care of the ball as being a priority, or he laments too many turnovers, as he did tonight after the game, um, complaining about the 20 turnovers and, and that not being good enough. You know, he praised the team after the win in New Orleans because they only, they only turned it over 11 times. So um, it is obviously uh, a big point of emphasis to take care of the ball. Nothing good can happen um, without the ball. So uh, you have to treasure it every time you have it and uh, try and make something good happen with it. And that seems to be uh, a real focal point for McMillan uh, going forward. It's um, becoming kind of comical now. It's almost like a drinking game. Every time Every time he mentions turnovers or taking care of the ball, um, you know, he's um, he's hitting on a, a key point that um, he's also emphasizing with the players. So um, that wraps us up for um, the show today. Uh, again, the Pacers beat the Chicago Bulls 115-108 in, as I mentioned before, a meaningless preseason game. Um, they'll do this all over again against the Bulls on Saturday up at the United Center. So um, we'll see uh, who is available for that game. Uh, one quick injury note. Of course, Miles Turner didn't play. Aaron Brooks didn't play. C.J. Miles also didn't play. Um, he'd been having a little bit of knee soreness. Um, didn't practice much, apparently, even though it wasn't reported. Um, and ended up sitting out the game today. So um, that's not... Real surprising with the veterans on this team, uh, guys taking some time off. Again, you're getting other players to get some valuable minutes, like George Robinson the third today, who took advantage with 17 points. So um, hopefully it is a minor thing for CJ, and uh, he'll be back at it on Saturday with the rest of the team um, when they take on the Bulls. So that's the show for today. Uh, thank you for listening, and thanks to the Lockdown Podcast Network for helping support us so greatly. Make sure you're checking out Lockdown NBA, Lockdown Fantasy NBA, and a lot of great um, Lockdown um, shows with, with other teams around the league. And of course, Lockdown Colts for football fans here in Indy. Um, we really appreciate everything they're doing to help support this show, Um, and also, please feel free to share your thoughts on the games, any questions, comments you may have, um, via email at IndyCornrows at gmail.com, or on Twitter, at IndyCornrows. So that'll do it for today. You've been listening to Locked On Pacers on the Locked On Podcast Network.